All right. So I think we got something that works. Finally. Hey, what's that over there? Ah, man. Welcome to today's process. There are no perfect solutions. Stand up, push forward. Let's light the lantern. Welcome to the Understory Lawyer Podcast, where creators build the classic American business with the following principles. One, build a platform. Two, your family is the strategy. Three, self-reliance. Four, the golden rule. And five, commerce that revolves around actually making something. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's like lantern. What is up, creator? Be you in an understory against your will or be you in an understory of your own choosing? Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. So my house is in a little bit of an upheaval right now. So it is 5.30 a.m., which is awesome, which is my my normal time of getting up is is perfect day for me is 5 a.m. gets up, 7 a.m. everybody else in the house gets up. And for a while, that actually was kind of how it was working. But my house is 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 an upheaval right now. I've been up since 3.30 this morning. Um, by some miracle, everyone's asleep right now. And uh, But my children, we, we've always been very braggadocious about my, my, my child's, my children's sleeping schedules, right? So as babies, they always slept through the night pretty quickly. Um, I think one of that, one, one of the reasons was because, uh, we, we always co-slept with them. So that was, it was pretty fast. And, um, you know, I mean, the baby's pretty, you know, we'll go to sleep through the night pretty fast if it knows its mom is right there. Right. Anyways, whatever. So that's a, that's, you, you got to figure that out for you. Um, and so that worked great for us. It maybe doesn't work great for any, I know people who put their kids in the crib the minute the baby comes out of the mom's you know, mom's vagina, the baby is like put into a crib and never escapes that crib ever. It's like they're put in jail immediately. And that works for people. But we did like the exact opposite of that. We went kind of co-sleeping for everybody. And, uh, it's like we were, it's like we were native Americans in a wigwam, you know, everybody's sleeping in the same, same house, extended family, old school. Um, and you know, that worked great. And, but one thing is, is that, so I was always bragging as, Oh, my kids sleep through the night. And then they always, they always never really got up super early. My daughter will sleep into whenever I wake her up. She's five. My son gets up at like seven, seven thirty traditionally. Right. And he's three. So there's, we've got a good sample size of when he gets up. I mean, he's been getting up at seven ish. Um, you know, get some nights, it's some days it's earlier, some days it's later, whatever for, you know, a couple of years or whatever. Now, I don't know why what's happening, um, but my children now have gotten this thing now where they're they're getting up like at three thirty, four o'clock. Like yesterday morning, everybody was up at four a.m. and nobody was going back to sleep. And my daughter got up at three thirty, and I was like, "Okay, I guess we're we're all up and at them." And so I was like, "Let my wife sleep," and I took care of the kids, and you know for four hours before five hours before anybody had to go to school. It was, it was crazy. And so this is something that I know a lot of parents have to deal with just all the time because of their kid's sleep schedule. But anyway, so what does this have to do about anything about solutions? So I know this is a process. I know we're going to get them back on schedule um, for whatever reason. I don't know if it's a growth spurt or, you know, one of them gets up and then gets the other one up now and it's whatever. Okay. So it's just, it's not running very smoothly, but there's, and that's okay. But there's an added factor right now that is going to break me. It's going to break my wife. It's going to break the whole family. And that's our dog, Lily, blind Lily. 
Lily's 13 years old. She's blind. So in dog years, what does that make her like 91, 92? She's, she's, she's 91 or 92, but she looks like she's 140. So she's, um, you know, after her bout with pancreatitis in the hospital, she lost all this weight and she only weighed 11 pounds to begin with. So she looked like Skeletor. Uh, I finally have her, I finally have her nurse back to health on the weight because I was feeding her literally like five times a day. And she's laying here next to me. She's sleeping in the dog bed. She's looking very angelic. But here's the problem is that when one of the kids gets up at three 30 in the morning, um, she has to go out like she, her, she's been trained that whenever, cause she sleeps, she sleeps with my daughter. Right. And it's like, you know, a girl and her dog, right. She sleeps with my daughter in her bed. And so when my daughter gets up she gets up at three 30 and starts monkeying around in the house, um, before she comes into our room or whatever, you know, then the dog thinks it's time to get up and then the dog doesn't get let out. And then the dog, uh, poops or pees on the floor. Right. So, and so it's like, for the last couple of days when this has been going on, it's just like, there's this, this I can't get Lily to, you know, to wait. And cause she's got 90, 91 year old bladder. Like you try to hold your bladder when you're 91 years old. Also too, it's kind of my fault too, because now she's got this weird thing when she came out of the hospital, she won't drink water out of her bowl, um, out of her water bowl, which she's done her whole life. So now we have to soak the gruel in the water. And then, so she gets her water. She's getting plenty of water, but she's, but we're probably giving her too much water. Right. So there's, so you got a combination of, of old lady bladder for the dog, a combination of this change in the sleep schedule so she's not getting let out she's pooping and peeing on the floor and and then and then also just in general she, it's it's cold here and she just this year for whatever reason this winter season she has just decided that if it is cold outside she's not going outside so she's just like she's like f it i'm just peeing in the house and so she's made that decision plus i think people have said that when their dogs start to do that 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 means they're on the on the kind of the doggy escalator to the doggy house in the sky so i don't know she seems like she's pretty spry she's barking at me all the time for food to get fed five times a day she's she's you know she's like so she seems like she's fine um but this is a new problem because you can't have your house smelling like dog urine and poop all over the place so I thought I was done with the poop uh, when, you know, your kids got potty trained. So anyways, what does this have to do with anything? Well, I was like, well, we're, I remembered a time when she got, um, she, we took her, we went, when we were not, didn't have kids and she was our baby. We, we put her in a kennel once where she caught some kind of weird dog kennel disease, like kennel cough or I, I don't know, dog, you know, dog mumps. I don't know. Dog mumps. Is that a thing? I don't know. Whatever. So like she, she was a mess and she was diarrhea and she was no bladder control, but she was young. She was like three or whatever. And so we put her in doggy diapers. And so Kristen had a, had a leave town, um, for an emergency. We weren't married. And so I had to take care of this dog by myself. And so I just put her in doggy diapers and it was a really interesting experience. But then I was like, well, why don't we just put her in doggy diapers? So last night, um, well, uh, actually last week I put her in a doggy diaper. And I, when I went to the store for the doggy diaper store, I'm like, okay, she's 11 pounds. So she's got to be small, right? Not extra small. And so the small didn't work. So I got extra small. And finally today I got extra small, put in last night, feeling like a million dollars. I'm like, this is going to work. And so my daughter gets up at three 30 this morning, you know, I run to get her back in the bed. I'm like, where's the dog? And sure enough, the dog is on the floor and the dog's diaper is wet. And I'm like, yes, this worked. Okay. I didn't see any pee in the ground or anything, but Got my daughter back in bed and then I noticed something and I don't know how I didn't see it before. Like I, you don't want me to look for something. I just, I miss things. There's a, there's a piece of poop on the floor, like a dog piece of poop on the floor. And I was like, well, how did, 
so I literally, I guess kind of sat there and I looked at it and I was like, how did, how did this happen? This is a, this is a sh- literally, this is a Sherlock Holmes mystery. It's, it's the game is a foot Watson because the, the diapers on the dog, the, uh, the, the, the diapers filled with urine. There is no urine on the floor and, but there's a piece of poop right there. And it's a, like a fresh piece of poop. Like it, it hasn't been, it's not like everyone missed it yesterday and was there for a whole day. It's like, it's like, the, this is recent, right? This is after the, the diaper has been, after the diaper has been put on. Uh, or, and so I'm like, okay, so well, I just realized that there could be two things to my solution. What happened here? So these diapers, they have a hole in the back of them for the tail. But the problem is, is that when you have a Boston Terrier that has a tiny tail, like tiny, our dog has like a little lightning bolt tail, but it's only like maybe like a half inch long, right? Then you can't get the tail to stick through the, stick through the hole. And there's, so there's a hole in this diaper. So it catches the urine, but it was, the dog was able to poop through this hole. And I went, and I looked at the diaper and there's not, it, it, she shot this poop through this hole perfectly, perfectly. Right. There was one time there, there was, and this is happens in the universe. Sometimes it's called the perfect projectile poop. Right. There was, there was one time where we were driving in the, um, big Madeline was a baby. We had Luke, Luke was a baby. And, um, and so did we have Luke? I don't know, whatever it's irrelevant, but this was Madeline and she was in her car seat and, uh, um, she had diarrhea. Right. And so like, She's like, I got to poop. I got to poop. I got to poop. And then she's like, like poop shoots out of her. And, and, uh, and then I, it was really weird. I was like, so there's poop all over her, but I look in the car seat and there's no, there's no poop in the car seat at all. I was like, oh my God, we're so, this is so lucky. Like, how did this happen? So get her in, clean her up. Some matter of time goes by. And then I'm like, what is that smell? And I look in the car seat and somehow the poop had shot out of her, out of her butt through her clothes and into like this little section of the car seat that, that was not, it's like a, like a little compartment and it was just in the compartment. It's like, you couldn't, if you're going to try to do this like 20 times, you could not do it. You could not do it that way. And it was the same thing with this dog poop that just shot through the hole. There was no poop on the diaper. It was just sitting there. And so I guess it could have been there before I put the diaper on the dog. And it had just, you know, at night because I put it on her at night and maybe she jumped down and did it. But I didn't see it because it was like in a weird part of Madeline's room or whatever. Before I set the dog down with Madeline and put her to bed and read her the Bible and all that. But it was like a biblical poop. It was a, it was a miracle poop. Maybe it's because I was reading the Bible and the poop just appeared. Right. I don't know. But what is the point of the story? What is 10 minutes of talking about? my dog poop and subdued tones because I'm exhausted because I got up at three 30 today. And again, and then three 30 yesterday I was up all day yesterday. Here's what it is. Is that like, look in your commerce, your connections and your creations in any of those areas, there are no perfect solutions, no matter what you do. And in your, in your connections with your wife and your kids, or your husband and your kids or your relationships, you just, you want them to be like a Hallmark movie. Hallmark movies aren't even like Hallmark movies anymore. Right. Like a Hallmark movie of the, if it was to make like a woke Hallmark movie today and you compare that to a Hallmark movie of like 20 years ago are not the same thing, right? So the Hallmark movie solution, the, the, the Hallmark, you know, the, the perfect robot in your connections isn't the same thing in and of itself. It's always changing and it's not a perfect solution. There are no perfect solutions. One thing to understand about the understory that you're in and the chaos that you're in is that you're never going to control the chaos, it's always going to be there. There is no stopping point to where like you get to sit on the beach and drink margaritas and like, and like you're, you're there and you've quote made it. That never happens. Now, some people fool themselves into thinking it happens, but they just push, 
the obstacles and the chaos and everything underground and they don't see it so that it can just like get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it pops up out of the ground like whack-a-mole and you're like ah and then you know here it is so the only way to the only way the only way to battle that is to acknowledge it and so i was like all right well this extra small diaper stopped the urine but not this magical poop or maybe it didn't maybe the magical poop was there and i missed it right that's probably that's probably a possibility but i don't know i don't know but regardless is i didn't get upset and i didn't go in the tank because the the solution worked partially and we just have to keep adding things on maybe we stop giving her water after six o'clock maybe the dog is um i don't know maybe i get up in the middle of the night and let her out at midnight i don't know Right. There's just another you just keep adding solutions onto things until your problems get managed, not solved. That's the thing is your problems get managed, not solved. Because even when you solve a problem, all it does is open up a new problem. You always have a set of problems. You have different problems. You may solve a set of problems, but it just opens up a new set of problems. Just like when in in your commerce, when you when you get someone involved with a product, you sell them something, get them involved in investment, experience, whatever. All it does is it just creates a new set of problems for them, right? How do they consume the book that you sold them? How do they play the game that you sold them, right? Like how do they get their family to, to get as excited about the game that you sold them as they are? It's just a new set of problems, right? Even from something as simple as a board game or a card game. So, I want you to, I want you to put that in your crock pot and smoke it is that there are no perfect solutions. And when you realize that it just actually takes a lot of pressure off of you in terms of, well, why aren't things working the way that they're supposed to? And you can be more present. And then when you're more present, you're more productive. And when you're more productive, your problems become more manageable. So put that in your crock pot and smoke it. Think a little bit about process thinking. And think about there are no perfect solutions. Just like there are no perfect marriages, there are no perfect kids, there's no perfect business. There's no perfect creation that you make or book or one-man show or whatever. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to do is just simply write down, am I willing to accept the principle that there are no perfect solutions. And just remember, there is no end if you stay in the path of understanding. All right, creator. I know you want to escape the current understory that you are trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you're going to have to have a creative clearing, a place to stand in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course, coach, or codex, but I cannot help you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. You can do that by subscribing to my daily email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast contains the philosophy and the five public principles, but the daily emails have the insights, innovations, and shadow principles of building the classic American business that I only discuss with my subscribers. Raise your hand and let's light the lantern together. The path of understanding never ends, but that does not mean you cannot get to where you want to go. 
subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern. <laughs>